morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Just a couple of things I want to mention to you this morning. First of all, All Family Fellowship is just around the corner. So as of right now, still going to Maumee Bay. So keep your ears peeled just to make sure that that's the plan. Went out to Maumee Bay. So that evening, uh, we'll be down there after the pantry's done. There'll be a break and so on. And there will be some help with transportation. Um, and so we'll get it done. We'll go out there and have a nice time at Maumee Bay and spend some time as a, a church family. And then also uh, this afternoon, or very shortly here, um, I'm going to be heading up, or someone Kate's going to ride with me, we're going to head up to a church in Lambertville that's in our association uh, that's struggling, and they don't want to give up. Uh, that's my understanding. So we're going to go there and ask them today for sure, is that true? Do they not want to give up? And if they don't want to give up, then we're going to talk about them, how, talk with them about how we might partner with them to help them. Bless you. Bless you. Partner with them to help them. Uh, Get the ball rolling, get back moving, get back doing things. And so, uh, in the moment, in my opening prayer, I'm going to pray. I, if I mention them, that's what I'm talking about. They don't want to quit, is my understanding. If that's true, we want to support them, and they're not quitting. I think we may find some other churches uh, that may be in that same boat, and we may want to try to help others down the road. But this is the one that the Lord has put on our plate at this time. And uh, the very least we can do is pray for them and maybe support them with some evangelistic efforts and that kind of thing and see where it goes. Uh, that's our hope. And so pray that they are indeed on board. Okay? And then pray that out of that and out of what we're doing that we grow as a church. The, the truth is that we are hurting as a church even though we're so blessed and we're, we're so active and so many things going on and it's a great church and it's a gospel teaching and it's a biblical teaching and it's right. But we are hurting because we have absent members that we don't even know. People who will come to the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to put on the roles of our church that we don't even know who they are. And we know we've had people come and go in the past and we will, again, I'm sure, but the bottom line is we have to find, we have to root out, search out the people that God is adding to our fellowship. And until we are actively doing that and having some success, we'll always be hurting. We'll always be missing out on opportunities to serve others and others to serve us. And, and so maybe that's the condition of the church. And then pray for the world in general. There is a lot of messy stuff going on. Don't get wrapped up in it. Uh, but do pray about whatever you see or whatever invades your thoughts that you realize maybe is not justice, it's not godliness, it's not goodness. And we pray that God will have his way. His kingdom here on the earth, uh, his will be done under heaven as it is in heaven. All right? So we're going to pray together at this time. And then... Uh, very shortly, uh, Tony and I will be heading out, and we'll be back hopefully before the end of the service after that conversation takes place. Father in heaven, we recognize having heard it from your word, having felt the testimony of the Holy Spirit in our hearts when that's true, for those of us who have. We recognize that you are a sovereign God, that you are in charge of all things. You see the past, present, and future. Indeed, you are present in the past, present, and future. You are on the throne, ruling over the earth. You set the times for seasons and wind and rain. You have allowed it to be so, the things that are going on in the earth right now. Even in the kingdom of God, because of your grace, there is room for people to get into foolishness, for people to choose things that are not right for themselves or for others. Lord, at times we recognize that we have done that. We too were once objects of wrath. There may be somebody in this room who has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and they are still an object of wrath. That means that you oppose the course they're currently on, 
trying to help them find the right way, trying to push them in the right way, trying to discipline them when necessary so they can see the right way. Or if that's any one of us, Lord, I pray that that person would open their hearts, open their eyes, look towards you, look toward the love that you have for us and what you're trying to do. Father, we thank you for this place and the miracles that you've done for us over the years. And I know you've done the same thing in Lambertville, Lord, the miracles that you've done for that church over the years. Thank you that they have a heart to live, to reach people with the gospel, to grow. And we pray, Lord, that that really is true, true for them, true for us. And we pray that if we get involved with them and help them, Lord, that through that you can grow us and you can make us better and better people, stronger and stronger Christians, faithful followers, bold and speaking out, quick to cut out the things that so easily hold us back, and rightly dividing the Word of God and living according to your will. The best we know how, in times that maybe the best word to describe them is it's tumultuous. There's a lot of activity, a lot of energy, a lot of things popping up here and there and everywhere, and people are doing all kinds of things. And a lot of folks just want to keep on like it was, want to keep indulging in the entertainment activities of people, of the world. We cannot. We want to be focused on you, and we need your help to do that. Lord, we pray for the Church of Lamb. We pray for ourselves. We pray that you would intervene the way that you want. We pray that we would be able to lead people to Jesus. We pray that Jesus would have his way, which is to save all who would come to him, all who would receive. We pray that you would have your way. That is, that the word gets out. Believers are baptized and discipled by Jesus and trained by us and we raise them up to be a bigger, better, stronger, more actively in love, Church of God. Bless the music, bless the instrumentalists, bless the singers, bless the preacher. Bless, bless all that goes on here today, Lord, as you see fit. Speak well of us in the heavenly places. Let all the angels see that your people love you more than anything on the earth. That's who we want to be. We want to love you more than anything on the earth. Let it all pass away now as we focus our eyes on you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Alright, I need everybody to stand up. It's a stand up song. I apologize in advance for a rhythm section because I'm going to irritate them. I need two children volunteers that will participate in the next song and pay attention the entire time. There's noise involved. Tyler and Caleb, come here. You don't have to stay up here. You can take these back to your seat. Okay, so in the ver the chorus of this song, we're going to sing Crazy the Lord and then clap, clap. Caleb and Tyler are going to be louder. You need to clap louder than their instruments are. Amalia's going to show you how to do it, so follow her. It's going to be a challenge because they're pretty loud. All right. Everybody stand up and clap louder when you're standing. I don't know that that's true, but you can sing louder when you're standing. That is true.
awesome job. You can set those back up here. And then children, it's your turn to do motions. To the front, please. Don't worry, you know this one. Done it before. Talking about how in the world, if you watch anything on TV, 
ever. Um, there's a lot of portraying the world to be, you watch a lot of cop shows and they're very evil people. And there's some people out there doing terrible things. And so you, know, you watch those shows, it almost acts like they're everywhere all the time. In every city, you're putting people away day after day after day, right? And it can give you an impression of the world that's pretty grim. And the same with people living not godly lives the way God wants them to. So we as Christians are trying to portray something that's not very popular. But what if it is actually more popular than we think? The problem is the Christians are just not standing up and saying it. It's not on TV. We're not spending billions of dollars to put it on TV every day all the time. Christian values, right? How many shows, many of you have shows that you watch that portray Christian values and there's really nothing you can say is not in that show? Yeah, we are talking about Blue Bloods. I like to watch Blue Bloods, and it's Catholic, but it's, for the most part, Christian values. But I thought, how long will it be before some of these groups start attacking that show? Because there is none of that in there. And so, something to think about. The, world, the way we portray our world on the media, on social media, is pretty scary. But is that really true? Are there really more people living out there the way God wants and we're just not seeing it because we're not relaxing out of Anyone else? Last minute reports? Maybe we travel. Um, Tyler Carson, my with up. And they did very, very well in the car, and at random point, Carson, you know, would just wake up and call home or, or whatever, seven baby showers and very hot topic. Um, we don't talk about the real But when he broke out in praying, God, thank you for my mom, God, thank you for this day, that was Even though he pretends he's not listening when we're praying. <laughs> Here, that's the key children. Not, they don't look like they're listening. They sometimes don't act like they're listening, but you got to keep saying it. Lisa Hale has a video Are you okay? I told you to turn back. I thought we could make it. We? I thought I could make it. We can fix it. It was made by the gods. You can't fix it. Next time we'll be more careful. See, Cobb was stuck on the barrier islands. It's lava. It can't go in the water. We can find a way around. I'm not going back. Well, we still have to restore the heart. My hook is cracked. One more hit, and it's over. Molly, you have to restore the heart. Without my hook, I am nothing. That's not true. Without my hook, I am nothing. We are only here because you stole the heart in the first place.
here because the ocean told you you're special and you believed it. I am Moana of Motului. You will born my hope. Goodbye, Moana. Sail across the sea. I'm not killing myself so you can prove you're something you're not. Restore the heart of Tefiti. The ocean chose me. You chose wrong. many great things all in your name. Please, Lord, bless the tithes and offerings so that we may accomplish many great things in your name, for you, through you, and by you. Lord, please uh, bless this time we have here. Bless RJ as he brings a message. I pray that um, Dan and Tony will, will have a safe trip and that they'll uh, spark a, a huge revival in that body, Lord, that they would be so Build with your spirit move that they would uh, become on fire for the Lord. Yeah. God, please bless us here. Help us to hear from you today and help us to absorb what we hear and put it to use in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, what what would you say? Oh, okay. you feel better about yourself? <laughs> 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 
something and then immediately after go this was a really bad idea okay now how many of you guys have looked at something and go okay this is a really bad idea but you do it anyways exactly we're all humans there's numerous things I do at work where I'm like okay this is extremely sketchy but I'm gonna do it anyways <clears throat> yeah hopefully well like I'll use this as an example last year, me and my coworker Josh were trying to rescan a plow blade. And we had a piece of sheet metal on it, and it's thick sheet metal, and we were trying to find a way to get it to bend so it would match the plow blade. Well, we tried to just, you know, set stuff on top of it, and nothing we had was even remotely close to enough weight. So I brought up the genius idea of, okay, well, let's set a car on top of it. <laughs> so we had the car on a lift with just the front two tires up, we slid the plow blade under there and we started setting it down on the plow blade. Well, what happened is, is the middle of it started to bow up. So we're like, okay, well now we need something straight, big enough that's going to handle the pressure to be able to sit on top of it. So we went out to the barn behind our shop and found a pole from a sign that they had put up. And it was like probably seven foot. So we set that on the plow blade and then we set the truck on top of that. Nothing sketchy about that at all. <laughs> but we knew going into that that, okay, this was a really bad idea, but we had no other options. And while the car and the stuff is sitting on this plow blade, me and Josh are under there with a torch and a welder heating this piece of metal up so it can form to the shape, and he's welding trying to make sure it stays that way. Just, it was great. It was It was funny. But it was it was one it was one of those moments where we both knew okay this was a really dumb idea but we're gonna do it anyways. Um. So in today, what I've found is, for one, it's not really that moment that matters that much. It's what happens afterwards. So if you have one of those moments where, okay, well, you know it's a bad idea, but you do it anyways, and it turns out to work out really good, like, luckily in mine and my coworkers, it worked out great, that's a good thing. So we're happy, we're like, okay, cool, we did it, we got it fixed, and life went on. However, that could have catastrophically failed, and that car could have fell off that beam that was sitting on the plow blade and crushed one of us. And it's the same with when you unintentionally do something that turns out to be a bad idea. When you do something like that, 
What matters is what's after that idea or whatever that scenario happens. So if you do something and you immediately realize it's a bad idea, do you try to do it again? Or do you try to do it a different way? Usually if it doesn't work out, you try to do it a different way, right? You don't, because that's the definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That, that is insanity. So instead, you try to figure out a different way to do it or ask others how, hey, maybe they can help. But either way, what happens after is a lot more impactful than the actual situation you might be in. And like I said, I, I got that because of what Moses does in these couple of verses and the stuff I found in between. So we are going to look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 21. Amen. Thanks, Ron. <clears throat> so it starts off by saying, Now the Lord was angry with me on your account, and I swore that and swore that I would not cross the Jordan, and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving to you as an inheritance. So Moses already knew he wasn't going to get into the promised land. He knew he wasn't going to cross the Jordan because of the stuff that happened with Israel before they ended up in the wilderness and while they were in the wilderness. So Moses already knew that, that he wasn't going to make it in the promised land. Um, so it shows how God held Moses accountable for what he was doing. Look back to when Moses struck the rock for water. That's not what God told him to do, but that's what he did anyways, and he knew that that was not the right thing to do. But he did it anyways. And now he has to pay the price for it, and it's the same with us. When we do something, we, we end up facing the consequences for whatever we do. And it just goes to show how God will hold us accountable for any, anything we do, God is going to hold us accountable for that. Then 22 says, For I will die in this land, I shall not cross the Jordan, but shall cross, but you shall cross and take possession of this good land. And right here you can see how Moses humbles himself admitting that, okay, I'm going to die here because this is what God told me was going to happen. And he accepts that. It's also, you can also see how no matter where you stand, no matter your title, whatever, you are accountable by God for what you have to do. If God tells you to do something and you decide to not do that, you will be held accountable to that. It does not matter what your title is. Moses was a very, what would be considered a high-ranking person. He had a lot of authority. However, he did not have authority over God, so God held him accountable for everything that he done. <laughs> And right here you can see how he realizes this and he's pretty much come to acceptance with, okay, this is this is how it is now. I'm going to die here. I'm not going to see the promised land. I'm not going to see the good land that you guys are taking. And instead, later you'll see that that's Joshua. Most probably already know that, but it's Joshua that ends up taking them over. And, but he admits that he knows he was accountable for the sins that Israel made and he made. Four, 
chapter 4, verse 22. Yeah. I may have. If I did, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant Deuteronomy. If that's what I said, my bad. I have a note right here that says Matthew, and I was looking at that when I said it, so it's highly possible that's exactly what I said. Alright, anyway, we are going to continue in verse 23. It says, So watch yourselves that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make your make for yourselves a graven image in the form of anything against which the Lord God has commanded you. So right here, Moses tell he warns them. He's warning them, hey, don't forget the promise you made with God, and don't forget the promise God made with you. This is really important because we make promises all the time, and there's a lot of times we don't keep those promises because stuff comes up, something gets in the way, so we can't stick to our commitments. Right here, Moses is telling them to remember that what they have, that relationship they've had with God through the whole time they were in the wilderness. Because the whole time they were there, that 40 years, their clothes didn't wear out. They never had to worry about food. They never had to worry about water. Their livestock was taken care of. So although they sinned against God, God still provided for them because he promised that he would take care of his people. And right here, Moses is telling them, look, this is what God promised. He promised you guys this. This is what's going to happen. You guys need to not forget the reason why we're here. He also warns them not to make an idol of anything that God forbid. So, God is supposed to be at the very top, right? Anything we put at the top, either whether it's next to God or above God, that is not the right place for it. Everything needs to be below God. Because ultimately, He has the power. He's in charge. He knows everything. So, nothing can be put up there with God. And obviously, when Moses was making, when God was making the Ten Commandments, they made an idol of a calf, and they were worshiping that. And Moses came down and broke it, and because we need to remember that God is the head of our life. This also um, brings up the. Matthew 5.37, it says, But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond this is evil. So when you make a commitment, you have to stick to that commitment. No matter how hard it is, you have to stick to that. And God is like that. When God tells us He's going to do something, it's going to happen. Now, it might not happen when we want it to happen or when we think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So when you sin against God and you go against what he says, you may not get a punishment right away. It may not look obvious right away. But eventually, you're going to be held accountable for everything you've done. <clears throat> I mean, just think back. If we were still, if Adam and Eve didn't sin, where would we be? We'd probably be in a garden as beautiful as Adam and Eve was in and have no worries and have everything provided for us. But... We can't do that because sin.
And then the last verse is 24. It says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So, we are not spared from the mistakes we've made. Adam and Eve got kicked out of the Garden of Eden because they sinned against God. So they were not they they paid for their mistakes, just like we do. If you go out and you murder somebody, you get put in jail. You pay for your mistakes. <clears throat> and if you're a Christian, you are held to a much higher standard. You are supposed to be consciously living for God every day. Therefore, you are not supposed to be purposely sinning. <clears throat> I'm going to go to Hebrews 12.28 real quick. Hebrews 12. Glad I have it on my phone. It's a lot faster that way. And in Hebrews 12.28, it says, Therefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an, acceptance service, an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. What, is God's, what does God give us all the time? Grace. grace. Exactly. God gives us grace all the time. It's always there for us. When we mess up, he gives us grace. He forgives us for our sin. And life goes on. When we mess up, what happens? Feel God's wrath. We, we pay for that. So, all the stuff that's happening in the world right now, if you, if you can sit there and... For sure, say we don't live in an unstable world, there's something wrong with you. We live in a very unstable world. There's so much bad, and there's still good, and there's but when it all boils down to, our world has gotten so messed up because of the sins people make. So you can see how sin is also a consuming fire. Sin will spread. But however, God's grace is the same way. If we show grace towards others and we forgive others, that spreads. And this is like a little bit of what Sherry was saying earlier. This is why I don't think we have as much good portrayed as we should. Because people are not willing to show people grace anymore. They want to dislike people just because they don't believe something instead of just moving on. But also... People aren't speaking up about the good things anymore. If we could actually speak up and show people how God's grace works, that would be the consuming fire on the other side of it. It would spread like crazy. And let's be honest, I... I, we need a revival in this, in this world today. We need people to understand that God's grace is here for us. I mean, look at what he did for the Israelites for that 40 years. He showed them grace for all that time he was in, they were in the wilderness. Even though they still deliberately sinned against God, he still showed them grace. He didn't wipe them off the face of the planet. Even though he wanted to, 
but Moses told them not to. And then they still were given the essentials they needed because of grace. And something else to see here is we are a part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Nothing on this world, nothing that can happen in your own life can shake the kingdom of God. If you are fully in and live for Jesus, nothing you do will shake that. You are there, you are stuck there permanently, nothing can take that away from you. Our relationship with God is our stability in an unstable world. So if you ever feel like your world's falling apart and things aren't going right and everything's crashing down around you, you stand on what Jesus says, you will be able to be stable through all of that. Have any of you guys ever experienced an earthquake? Yeah, you lived in yeah, you lived over there. You Well, I was in California a few years back from the military and our, we had an earthquake on the base and it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And it wasn't even that bad of one, but it was the weirdest thing ever. And everything starts shaking and you feel real like off balance. That's how our world is. But if we stand with God, we can completely ignore that. Because our stability comes from Christ. That's it. You want a good, stable life. You want to be able to be secure in your position. you got to understand that the kingdom of God is that. Exactly. I mean... <clears throat> We also have to serve as though we were working for God. Everything we do in our life has to be for God. Whether it's your daily job, your ministry, or whatever, you have to do that as though you were doing it for God. Which kind of goes into this first point here. We have to understand, we have to come to the realization that in our ministries, we are replaceable. If you are not doing what God tells you to do, He will replace you. He replaced Moses with Joshua. You are replaceable. If you are deliberately not living for God, even though you said you want to, God is eventually going to replace you with somebody that will. Moses understood this because he even said, in this land I will die. I will not cross the Jordan with you. He understood that he was going to be replaced. And it all boils down to what his, that he was being held accountable for what he did. If you make a promise to God, you have to understand, you are making a vow to do the right thing, and God is making that same commitment with you. He will give you the strength, He will give you everything you need in order to do that. the second thing is is you are not spared from sin no matter what your title is your your sins will be accounted for um sorry but we are not free from death eventually we're gonna die right everyone in here is gonna die everyone's got an expiration date And what happens after that death? 
You go. Hopefully, if you're saved, you go to heaven, right? I mean, if you're saved, you go to heaven. But you think when you get there, you're still not going to have to account for everything you've done? And look, look at what it says in the Bible. You, you will be judged on that day. You will be held accountable. And the last thing, we need to understand that we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are in the most solid kingdom, the sol- most solid thing you could ever think of if you're a believer in Christ. You no longer have to worry about the worldly things and what's going on outside the world. You don't longer have to worry about all the negative stuff the media portrays or social media or whatever. You don't have to worry about that no more because where we stand in God, all of that is nothing except fuel for us to go out there and do God's work. That's all it should do. You see all this stuff on TV or whatnot about how people get murdered and everything, then you do God's work. Don't sit back and just go, oh, well, I really wish somebody would do something about that. Or somebody really needs to fix this. God has called us to do His work. If you truly look to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, you have everything you need. And like I said, we will be able to see the grace of God spread like a wildfire. But it's up to us as Christians to stand up and say something instead of sitting down and just taking it. I mean, how many, look at how many churches now openly accept gay marriage because that's what they were forced, air quotes, forced to do. Or how many churches shut down when COVID happened? We have to be able to be standing on, remember that we stand where nothing can shake us. If we go out there and do the work of God, then God's kingdom will grow more. I was approached by Dan when all that started, when all the stuff with COVID started and churches were shutting down. And he asked me if, one person from my family would go to church every Sunday even if they banned us from going to churches. I, I, I obviously I said yeah with some hesitation because if I get thrown in jail for going to church because they wanted to close churches down then that leaves my wife and my kids alone by themselves. But I knew that God would take care of them. Although it scared the crap out of me to think that that was actually a real possibility. But this is the kind of stuff we're going to face. We have to realize that there's so much against the church and it's getting worse. And the problem is because we aren't standing up for our rights, our belief. And that's what we need to do. We need to be able to stand up and tell people like, look, I'm going to do God's work whether you want me to or not. That's just how it is. I tell my kids all the time, the only time you're ever allowed to disobey me is if I tell you to do something that God specifically told you not to do. I was like, that's the only time they're allowed to disobey me. And Jason actually called me out on it once. I'm not going to get into that because it's a long story, but he actually, it was really funny. 
but he called me out on it once. And, but it goes to show, again, how God's kingdom works. I said, Moses knew all of this when he was standing on the other side of the Jordan. He knew the responsibilities, his accountability. He knew all of that. And it is shown to us. We have the examples in the Bible of countless examples in the Bible of how we can see how grace is and how God's wrath is. We see it throughout the whole Bible. <clears throat> so, short, sweet, and to the point, in conclusion. <clears throat> So if you ever try to do something bad and you did it and you didn't get caught, stole something, snuck something into your room when your parents told you not to, snuck on TV, I've done, I've done plenty of things where I'm like, yeah, I didn't get caught and I just did that. So how do you... If if you think about that, how would it make you feel knowing that God knows? You may think you didn't get caught, but God knows. But the best part is, is God still forgives you. Even when we don't deserve it, God still forgives us. <clears throat> We need to understand that we are called to something and we need to do it to the best of our ability. <clears throat> but we also need to be humble in our situations. We need to realize that we're not better than anyone. I mean, I'm no better than Aaron. I'm just a guy. Aaron's just a guy. He may know more things than I do, but I know more things than he does. So we're not, we, we can't put ourselves on this high pedestal. <clears throat> so if you're a part of the kingdom of God and you know this and you know where you stand, you know you're a believer, you've accepted Jesus, then you need to look in your life and realize, are you still deliberately sinning against God? Because if you are, there's a problem. We should never be willingly sinning against God. And I'm not saying that accident, accidents don't happen. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say you can never sin against God because that would just be ridiculous. However, I am confident enough to say that we should never purposely sin against God. <clears throat> Instead, we are to honor God. We are to obey God. So in a way of closing, I'm going to have, like I said, short, sweet, to the point. But in a way of closing, I want the music team to come up here. We're going to sing a song. But I want you guys to look in your own life, in your own heart, and realize, 
that every sin you commit, God is going to hold you accountable for that. You will face God's wrath. But also, on the flip side of this, understand that we have the grace of God because He loves us. He chose us as His own people. So we have the grace of God to forgive us. But you can't keep purposely, intentionally sinning against God when you're saved. It just has to stop. Um, this is me too. I'm talking to myself here. As Christians, we are called to a higher standard because we are chosen by God. Just like Israel. Just like Moses. We are called by God to do His work. Therefore, we have to do His work. And if we get to a point where everything seems to be falling and nothing's going right, just remember, you stand on the solid rock of Christ. You cannot be pushed around. You cannot be shaken. You stand on the most solid foundation ever given to us, and that is Jesus. So keep pushing forward and realize that we are loved and cherished. And just like Moses did with the Israelites, we are still held accountable for everything. listening to this podcast by New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church of East Toledo. New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church of East Toledo, East Toledo was a Southern Baptist church plant and ultimately settled at 255 Hefner Street in Toledo, Ohio, which is the old Hefner School Building given to us by TPS through the city of Toledo due to their recognizing just how awesome New Heights is. Well, okay. They saw our impact on the community and they saw a building that was going to waste and they put the two together and here we are blessed to be in this building. We're a relatively young church looking for people to come and join us. Would you consider coming to plug in? Send your family, send your friends. Let's reach new heights in Jesus together. You've been listening to Brother R.J. Shope preaching from Deuteronomy 4 as we've been working our way through the books of Deuteron- book of Deuteronomy. Pastor Dan was out of the service today after announcements visiting a church in southern Michigan that's looking at uh, trying to revive and come back to life. And they're interested in New Heights possibly joining them. So would you join us in prayer? That church remains unnamed because we don't have that permission yet. But would you join us in prayer that they would indeed decide to pursue uh, growth in the kingdom of God and that we'd be able to help them. Look forward to many events coming from New Heights. Uh, We've got book bags being circulated through 
our pantry for all the Saturdays and Sundays of August, as long as the book bags uh, last, which uh, I don't know how long that's going to be. So uh, if you want to come to the pantry and get groceries, if you're eligible, and you can come get book bags for your students. Students do need to be present for that. And we're supporting the Southside Life Station. Southside Life Station is a food and clothing pantry that is a ministry of Northwest Ohio Baptist Association here in Toledo. We'd love to have you support the Life Station with us. You can do that through donations of gently used and clean, ready to be given away clothing or other uh, odds and ends miscellaneous household items. Nothing bigger than a microwave, please, because we just don't have space for it. You can do it by volunteering to deliver or to pack groceries for delivery or for pickup or for people who need it. we got hundreds and hundreds of boxes and bags that need to be packed pretty much every day. We could always use help with that. Opening and hanging clothing, sorting by age and gender in our clothing pantry. You can also do it by recruiting others to help us. You can be an enlistment partner, enlisting folks to donate or enlisting folks to come and serve or spread the word so that we can have help people and let them know that we can help. We do deliver to the entire city of Toledo uh, and uh, we have folks come and pick up from our front door as well. We are facing a $60,000 deficit for the fiscal year 23. And so if you know of someone who is interested in giving financially, any little bit will help and spread the word. Uh, when you go to your doctor, when you go to your dentist, when you go to the store, whatever, let people know that they have the opportunity to give to the Southside Life Station and the awesome work that the Life Station is doing. You can read more about it on lifestationtoledo.com. Encourage you to download our app, Life for Toledo. It's in the App Store regardless of whether you're on Android or uh, iOS. And then you also, from there or on your own, you can get a free subscription to Right Now Media for the next year or so. I think we're ending at the end of June next year. Our church has arranged for free subscription to Right Now Media for anybody who is interested in looking in our general direction. And that is uh, basically like a streaming service similar to Netflix or one of those. And it has 20,000 plus Bible studies on there and 2,500 plus kids shows, all family friendly and many of them Bible based. And you can get that for free. You can text NHFBCT, as in New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church at Toledo, NHFBCT to 49775. So you just go in right where you'd put a phone number in if you were texting and put 49775, and then you text NHFBCT, and it will send you the link. Then you click on the link, and then you go in there and put in your email address and choose a password, and you're ready to sign into Right Now Media and start watching free programs. Bible studies and kids programs and all kinds of good stuff on there. You also can do it via the app, the bottom link on the front page, I think it is, the bottom button. If you push that button, it says Right Now Media, and you can get it that way. That's in our app, Life for Toledo. So there's a lot of good stuff going on, and that's just the beginning of it. Obviously, you already know about our podcast because you're listening to it, but please spread the word about that. You might not know about the Life for Toledo podcast, which is a podcast of two-minute encouraging messages and then also a wide variety of other things will be showing up on there. At New Heights, we've got a bunch of ministries that could you can plug into. If you happen to be a Christian gamer, you can plug into our Christian games ministry. That's cards, board games, war games, role-playing games, all kinds of stuff like that. We have our arts and crafts ministry that needs folks, as we can do some arts and crafting in groups, and also in decorations, decorations for events that we have. Uh, some art contests that are regularly going on and so on. One of those is going on even as this podcast is being posted. You can make a 30-second thank you video or just a fun video talking about the Life Station in some way. 
And as soon as we get seven of those, we're going to give away a $50 gift card uh, to the winner. And so you're welcome to kind of come up with an innovative way to either thank or just promote the Life Station. And you can win a $50 gift card to, I think it's Walmart, but can't quote me on that. But it's a $50, $50, might be a $50 Visa gift card. But it's anyways, a $50 gift card. So uh, please connect up with us any and every way and spread the word. It is July 25th, 2022. You've been listening to the sermon from July 24th, 2022. You might be listening to this years later. So some of what I've just said may not be current. But I would love to connect up with you. As long as I'm still serving the Lord, I would love for you to come and serve with, with me, alongside of me, as we serve Jesus. Let us reach new heights in Jesus. Wherever we are, you may live thousands of miles away. It's okay. Do it right there. Enjoy our podcasts. Enjoy connecting to Right Now Media and, and overcome evil with good right where you live. And then plug into a local church near you and begin to serve and give through that body. And maybe you can connect our body to that body. That'd be great. Anyway... God bless you today. May the Lord shine down on you his many blessings and fill you with his Holy Spirit and lead you in the paths of righteousness down the highway of holiness. There will be sorrow and sighing, but ultimately all that will be gone and we'll be with him in glory. And I'll see you at the tree as we worship our sovereign God eternally. God bless you.